Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Monday, February 1st, 2021. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call him today. Take control of your dental health, 317-849-2933. How about this for news? The Colts, they signed a quarterback. How about that? Well, it's to a reserved future contract. It's Jalen Morton, a mobile quarterback out of Prairie View A&M. We don't really know who he is. He's got a nice build. He's 6'3", 230 pounds. Who knows? Is he going to be something? We have no idea. They also signed J.J. Nelson, who was a fifth-round draft pick of the Arizona Cardinals, also did some time with the Buffalo Bills, the San Francisco 49ers, the Oakland Raiders. He's got catches. He's kind of a diminutive guy. He's one of those guys, kind of a scat-back type guy, kind of a Daryl Sproles guy, a guy you put in the slot. Are they ever going to play for the Colts? We have no idea. Let's talk about two guys who may wind up playing for the Colts. We know over the weekend... Matthew Stafford was traded from the Lions to the Rams in exchange for Jared Goff and a bunch of draft picks. And it's somehow or another, as I look at this trade, I think both teams got worse. I don't know how that's possible. The Rams dealt a whole bunch of trade equity, right? Those assets go to Detroit, but Detroit, you know, is going to misuse them because that's what they do. The Rams, they get Matthew Stafford, right? Matthew Stafford is a slightly better quarterback than Jared Goff. But you know what Matthew Stafford is. He's an 0-3 guy in the postseason, and he doesn't project to being an elite-level quarterback anytime soon. If he had gone to the Colts, I think the Colts had the chance to get the best out of him. Going to the Rams, I don't think they're going to get the best out of him. Anyway, I think both these teams got worse in the process of making this trade. So the Colts, they have opportunities and they're going to have to take advantage of one of them. Are they going to sign a guy like Carson Wentz? We'll talk about Wentz in a minute. First, I want to talk about Sam Darnold, because Sam Darnold's kind of an interesting guy, taken way early in the draft. In fact, the Jets were able to draft Sam Darnold because the Colts dealt their draft pick to the Jets, which was used to get Darnold. What the Colts got, they got a whole bunch of guys. It's kind of an embarrassing trade. For the, uh, for the New York Jets, because the, the Colts got Quentin Nelson, um, they, they got Braden Smith, they got Rocky Seen, they got Jordan Wilkins, they got a lot of guys. For that one move from three to six, where the Jets, they wound up drafting third. So uh, the Colts have won that trade, but if they were to get Sam Darnold, and if Sam Darnold played the kind of football that the Jets thought he was capable of when they drafted him, man. That could be a windfall for the Colts. 
Darnold counts $9.8 million against the cap this coming year. The Colts would have the opportunity to exercise that fifth-year option if they chose to. Otherwise, it's a one-year experiment with a guy with a lot of upside, some mobility, but he, you know what, this past year, after a rookie season where he showed a little bit of promise, a second season where he made steps forward, this past season was not good for Sam Darnold. He, he did not have a single game this past year with a passer rating of 100. That's not good. His touchdown percentage, 2.5%. That is awful. It ranked 32nd in the NFL. The offense for the Jets scored 243 points, which was last in the NFL. This is not a guy who led his offense to productivity in any sense of the word. But he is a one-year experiment. He's a guy you could probably get on the cheap because the Jets are going to go get another quarterback. So you could get him maybe, what, a third rounder? Maybe? Something like that? This is an opportunity for the. He's never had a season. Let's be honest about Darnold, too. Never had a season, even that sophomore campaign where he showed some progress. He had a QBR in his first two years in the 45s, that sophomore year of 45.9. That is not good, but he's cheap, and it is a manageable contract. With Carson Wentz, you have exactly the opposite. You have a guy who has played at a really high level in 2017 and 2018, played really good football, and then really fell off over the past couple of years, and in 2020, absolutely cratered, leading the NFL in sacks and leading the NFL in interceptions. Neither are what the Colts want out of a quarterback. They want to minimize sacks. They want to uh, minimize interceptions. Certainly led the league with 15. Can't have it. He's also got a contract that is way punitive. In the first year of the deal, they would owe $35 million, or the cap number would be $35 million. The second year, it would be $31 million. Then he would, uh, and after that first year, they could punt on Carson Wentz and just eat a cap number in that first year of about $25 million. So this is not, this is not, nothing's going to be perfect. There is no perfect solution. But can Carson Wentz play? In 2017 and 2018, he had a passer rating of 101.9 and 102.2. And his QBR in 2017 was the NFL's best at 78.5. Again, expensive. He is mobile though. He ran for 276 yards in 2020. So he can get out and do some things. He's an interesting guy. There are really, there's no like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this is absolutely going to work out. They could draft guys. We're going to talk about quarterbacks. They could draft moving forward. And as we continue to examine those guys who are ranked in the top 10 of this draft class, there are really four potential elite-level quarterbacks in this draft. The Colts at 21, they're not likely to get any of them. They could trade up and and manage their way to grab one, maybe at five, maybe at four, something like that, but it's going to take a hell of a lot of draft equity to get there. At 21, do you know this? That going back to 1967, there hasn't been a single quarterback taken in the NFL draft at number 21. Not a single one. So the Colts... They got some decisions to make about individuals like Sam Darnold, who I don't think is the answer. 
And Carson Wentz, who I think might be the answer, but they better be right. Carson Wentz got Doug Peterson fired with the Eagles. He could get everybody fired with the Colts. You go get Wentz. You're stuck with him this year, and then you're stuck with a hell of a cap number, even if you cut bait with Carson Wentz moving forward for the following three years. First year, it's a pretty damn punitive number. Uh, Let's talk about Indiana basketball. All right, let's do that. The uh, Indiana's got problems, and there's no doubt that Indiana's got problems. Indiana is very, very uh, uneven. They are inconsistent. That's the word for it. They are two and nine after beating a ranked team under Archie Miller. They're two and nine. That's not good, and and that's against any team, not just ranked teams after playing ranked teams, but teams unranked teams after playing ranked teams. Sometimes. Indiana looks pretty good like they did at Iowa. And then you've got times that they don't look good at all in the follow-up like they didn't against Rutgers. They are 23-19 and against Power 5 teams at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. They are 42-48 and overall against Power 5 teams. You can't have that. This is year four. And you know what? People keep saying, you got to be patient. Be patient with Archie Miller. You know what? Matt Painter is up at Purdue. And Matt Painter, with four freshmen logging a lot of minutes, Matt Painter's having a hell of a year. Just beat a ranked Minnesota team. They always put forth good effort. Sometimes it doesn't work out for them. They look out of sync. But Indiana, their effort kind of ebbs and flows in a way that I'm really uncomfortable with and leads you to believe that the leadership in Bloomington is wanting. I don't like it. Indiana has got to get better, and they have got to get more consistent. And if they can't be that, then Scott Dolson has an unpleasant decision to make. I don't think it's going to be after this year, but certainly after next year. If there's no progress next year, then you're looking for a new coach. The buyout becomes a very manageable $3.5 million after next season. After this season, it's $10.5 million, and that's a lot of cash. Even for Mark Cuban, that's a hell of a lot of cash. Indiana has got to find a way forward with or with Art, without Archie Miller. And, and if you can't do it with him, you got to do it without him. you got to do it with the next guy. you got to hire somebody and get it right. Look what Illinois did with Brad Underwood. Do you, if you look, and, and so Illinois, they got Underwood, I believe, after Miller was hired at Indiana. And Ohio State got Holtman after Thad Mata uh, retired. And Holtman took over. He was hired like in June well after Archie Miller. So Indiana had an opportunity at both those guys and didn't hire either. Who would you rather have? Whose program would you rather have? Ohio State's, Illinois's, or Indiana's right now? Pretty easy answer, isn't it? That's some answers, you got to kind of hem and haw. But right now, you would either say, and you do hem and haw about this, you say Ohio State or Illinois, Indiana, is a distant third. If, if you had to pick a team out of the Big Ten among those three with the best chance to go to the Sweet 16 this year in the NCAA tournament, out of those three, there's no way in hell you're picking Indiana. That's crazy. Those guys have been there, Underwood and Holtman, for the same amount of time as Archie. And Archie just hasn't gotten it done. So if the players at Indiana want Archie to be around moving forward, they better nut up and play some good basketball. If they don't want Archie around, 
then you know fold the tent and and put it away and you're going to have a new coach sooner rather than later if not after this season I don't think it should be after this season but after next season if in five years you haven't made substantial progress in rebuilding this program I was going to say team but it's more than that it's a program you got to find somebody who can and it's just that simple all right, let's talk about what happened in Northwest Indi- or Indiana over the weekend, all right? Uh, Bowman Academy is playing Lighthouse. Lighthouse's coach, Nick Moore, goes haywire, throws a chair, then throws a basketball, two tees, and ejected. He's gone. The thing that makes this especially loathsome is he followed the ejection of his AD, which came about three minutes in game time prior to that. The athletic director was thrown out of the gym for bitching about the officials. This is outrageous. Look, you can't have coaches this deranged leading young men into into the lessons that basketball should include and, and, and must. Basketball is such a wonderful game. The lessons that can be learned from basketball are monumental in the development of young men and young women. Just huge. It's about cooperation. It's about individual work ethic in that kind of form of of cooperation, team-first ethos that basketball is so good with. It's like playing jazz, right? It's like a jazz quintet. No player is more important than another. And if they all play in harmony and in rhythm, it can be beautiful. And you learn that in basketball. You learn cooperation. You learn that selfishness does not yield a positive result. That's a great lesson to learn. But if you've got a coach who's throwing a chair and throwing balls and an AD getting run out of the gym for bitching at officials, what in the sweet hell is going on? What are you doing? This is not the kind of behavior at all that should represent high school basketball in any state, but in particular in the state of Indiana where we kind of get it. We understand what what basketball can be used for as far as informing those who play it as to how life ought to be lived and how success can be achieved, right? So this is, I think it's a catastrophic failure of leadership and a terrible moment in Indiana high school basketball. It's absolutely preposterous. Thank God there weren't fans. Because fans, once the coach goes off and throws a chair, the fans at Northwest Indiana High School game are taking the floor. And it's it's craziness and chaos, and nobody needs any of that. This is just awful. Um, if I were in a position of leadership with the IHSAA, I, I don't know to what extent they could do this, but the school certainly could. I'm firing the AD, and I'm firing the basketball coach. You cannot behave like an idiot in a position of leadership over teenagers and keep your job. You've got to teach them how to deal with adversity, not how to fling chairs at people because of it. Awful. Terrible. Fire everybody involved. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, bright and early, 7 o'clock on Facebook Live, immediately thereafter, like 7.15-ish, at Twitter and Periscope. Cannot wait to talk to you then. All brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry.